0: Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and redeemer. Amen. It was July third, and I was bobbing up and down in the Gulf of Mexico on a noodle, which is one of those you know foamy noodle-shaped objects. And uh, my son uh, Jude and a friend were on a paddleboard. And we had been uh, swimming around probably three or four hundred um, yards from the shore, way out there, uh, but not too deep. And we were arguing about how deep it was. And I said, dude, it's probably like 12 feet. And I was like, I'll prove it. So I, I swam down, got a couple handfuls of sand you know, swimming up. And I, you know I saw the outline of the paddleboard. And when I came up, I showed them the sand and I made this joke. I was like, you know, as I was diving up, I saw the paddleboard. And it occurred to me that the paddleboard, that view of the paddleboard, is the last thing the shark sees before he eats us, <laughs> which I thought was funny at the time. You know, well, about that moment, I turned around and I saw shark fins, uh, several. Uh, it looked like a school of them, um, and there was like what can only be described as like frenzied uh, activity feeding. There's like white water; they're splashing around, eating fish. And, uh, we like looked at each other and, and my friend Adam was like, <laughs> like Josh, jump on the paddleboard, you know, and I tried and It had like this kind of George Costanza effect, of, um, uh, destabilizing everybody. It was just, a a, a a hairy moment, uh, to say the least. Well, the sharks of course started swimming towards us. Um, but about the time they realized that we were not the fish that they were looking for, they swam the other direction and we quickly swam towards the beach. Uh, on the paddleboard, made it a lot faster than I did (laughs) on the noodle. That was July 3rd. Rewind about a week. And we're in DC. And uh, we're talking about fireworks and uh, talking with our friends in Florida about who's going to buy fireworks and when. And I said, dude, we'll buy fireworks on the way there. And he wanted like all the details which I couldn't give. I said, just trust me. Okay. We are going to see the world's largest fireworks store. And when we see it, we we'll stop and get some. And of course he was like, but how will work? I said, Judy, it's like the Holy Spirit. Don't know when she's gonna show up or how, but like if we stay alert and keep watch, there there she will be, right? <laughs> and of course, like um, just a few feet into South Carolina, there it is, the world's largest fireworks store. <laughs> so we careened the car off the highway, went in, yeah, Fourth of July is becoming, at least for some of us in our family, becoming the apex holiday. Uh, just uh, the, the, the most fun that we have. And uh, <laughs> we were, as we were walking in, she said, you know, it's not so much the buying of the fireworks. It's just going into that store and smelling the dynamite. <laughs> so well, we went in, we got up, everyone's so fine. Okay, so we're on the beach on July 3rd. And I, I, I said, you know, I was like, Jude, how did you feel as you were, as you were paddling? in? I was like nervous. So I was really nervous too, dad. And, and honestly, I, Jude said, like, dad, I was, I was praying. And I just prayed. I said, dear God, give me one more day. Let me go and shoot those fireworks off. And then I will come back and those sharks can eat me. <laughs> Just let me make it to July 4th. <laughs> and I thought right there, the, the from the mouth of babes, there is a great spiritual insight. The most honest prayer there is. God, give me one more day. <laughs> Well, in today's gospel, we have another reflection um, uh, in the gospel about what it means for Jesus to be the bread of life. Last week, David did an incredible meditation on what it means to think about Jesus as the bread of life. Today, um, there's a, a group of people around the the translation does not doesn't do a great job. It says the, like the Jews were questioning Jesus, and th- the problem with using the phrase the Jews or Um, talking about the Jews, is that everybody in the Gospel of John are Jews, okay? Jesus, the disciples, um, uh, Jews or Samaritans, is just about everybody. And really it's the Judeans. And so the Judeans hear Jesus say, I am the bread of life. And they have this really great question. Um, They say, okay, if you are the bread of life, if you are the bread that comes from heaven, then how come we know your home address These things can't match up. They're they're incommensurate. Um, If we really know who you you are, if we know where you grew up and your home address, you're like, Jesus from Nazareth, everybody knows you, then you can't also be from heaven. Uh, But Jesus claims that he is. And I think there's this like translation for us. And that is, as a church, we are, are always struggle with this question. How can we read these lofty descriptions of life? How can we um, uh, commit ourselves to living Christian principles, this holy life, and also be honest? (laughs) How can we do both? How can we uh, uh, be a people that um, is open about our, our struggles and our insecurities and also be a people who are um, uh, fully embracing this live God's love principle. Another part of our journey was uh, going to Arkansas. And I visited my uh, the church that I grew up in, which is conservative in the Bible Belt, but something they, they did that I've thought about ever since. They did something so well. In the middle of the service, uh, during one of the, the, the praise hymns, um, the worship pastor got up and he said, um, are you someone who struggles with addiction? Are you a victim of domestic abuse? Are you often lonely or fearful of financial ruin? You are welcome here. This is the place for you. Now at St. Columbus, this is something that we also strive for, to name the things that are honest struggles for us something that uh, members of our community are um, afflicted by, that that church is not a place for people who have got it all together, but for us. And in a way, this is uh, an encapsulation of Jesus's message when he says that he's the bread of life. Jesus is saying that he is fully present with us, that the kingdom of God has come near. He's not asking for us to have a facade or uh, to project holiness, but to be ourselves, to be true and to be honest. Here's how um, uh, the writer of Ephesians puts it. Uh, it. In Courtyard Church, we're gonna read this full passage, but it's, it's part of the Sunday readings. The, the writer of Ephesians says, let us all speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgiven you. Be imitators of God, as beloved children, and live in love, as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice before God. Holy and honest. Somehow, this is what the church means to be to call us to a best version of ourselves to eat the bread of Christ also to be honest, both of those they're they're linked um, they 're linked in the person of Jesus, as many of you know uh this last week, um our community our parish um um lost nancy frankel who um uh we believe was murdered and um nancy was a beloved member of this parish a friend to many of you was a um a very difficult situation Um, the person that the police have arrested for nancy's murder um was also a member here, uh, Julia Birch. She came to our in-person services some, and she was a regular uh, attendee of some of the Bible studies that we had. Our work with Nancy, of course, is not yet done. We will have uh, an opportunity as a worshiping community to remember her, uh, to to give thanks for her and for her life. Um, to celebrate it. We are also in this place of of tension and discernment about Julia, too. Our work there is not done. Julia, of course, is now in jail. And we as this worshiping community oriented by love and forgiveness and mercy Um, our story with her continues also. There is a quote that I thought of um, this last week after reading a poem that uh, Nancy wrote, which um, will be in the comment box for the YouTube video and also in the bulletin for the um, Courtyard Church. uh, Nancy's poem is. And as I read Nancy's poem, it made me think of a um, passage from Henry Nowen's book, uh, The Wounded Healer. It goes like this through compassion. It is possible to recognize that the craving for love that people feel resides also in our own hearts, that the cruelty that the world knows all too well is also rooted in our own impulses through compassion. We also sense our hope for forgiveness in our friends' eyes and our hatred in their bitter mouths. When they kill, we know that we could have done it. When they give life, we know that we can do the same. For a compassionate person, nothing human is alien. No joy and no sorrow, no way of living and no way of diving. This is the bread of life, to be filled with the compassion of God in Jesus, that infinite eternal grace and mercy and forgiveness is fully present. Jesus invites us into this community where we can be honest and open and vulnerable with one another. And through that, know each other better, know ourselves better, but also overcome hurdles that seem impossible to overcome on themselves. I don't know what the way forward is. I don't know what the stories are yet to tell with both Nancy and Julia, but it is in this community together, rooted in the bread of life, that we will find our way forward. Amen.